And now for something completely different. A new version of an age-old tale. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. Something different for today. A modern adaptation of a fable that dates all the way back to 1873. Written by Edward E. Hale. Hale was an author, historian, and minister, best known for his pro-Union Civil War-era writing for the Atlantic Monthly. He also penned a number of fables 150 years ago that I feel are just as relevant today as they were then. I hope you enjoy... The Skylark and the Water Rat once upon a time, in a land not too far away, lived two kids, Sue and Cain, destined to grow to become two very different kinds of leaders. As young ones, they were friends. They played together, prayed together, studied together daily. Once they explored the tale of the Skylark. A Skylark, young ones, is a bird, one of the most famous songbirds in all the world. According to the Audubon Field Guide, the skylark utters a beautiful, trilling song high in the sky that may last for several minutes. The skylark in this story, the one Sue and Cain studied those many years ago, sat on top of the highest tree and was awakened by the first ray of the sun then the skylark flew up and up high into the sky, singing, welcoming the morning. A frog, who was croaking in a nearby marsh, hollered up at the skylark. Why do you take such pains and fly so high? The sun shines here, and I can sing here. The bird responded, I am made to fly. I will fly high so I can see all and sing loud for everyone to hear. And when young Sue read the fable, she cried out, The Skylark is me! Then they read the next fable, that of the Water Rat. A water rat is, according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, simply a rodent that frequents water. One day a good beaver found a little water rat nearly starved and almost dead. The kind beaver nourished the water rat, brought him up in her own lodge with her own children, and the water rat got well and could eat, swim, and dive with the best of them. But one day there was a great alarm. The beaver's dam was giving way. Come one, come all, said the grandfather of the beavers. Come to the rescue. They all came running, carrying sticks and bark with them the water rat and its beaver family. But as they swam under an old oak tree's root, the water rat stopped in the darkness. He quietly turned around, went back to the hut. It will be hard work, he said, and there are enough of them. There was not enough of them, though. 
It was close, but the poor beavers were eventually, tragically swept away by a great wave. The rat was spared. Well, that was a clever rat, said Cain. I am the water rat. Sue frowned. And so they grew up. Cain became the king of Kanawha. Sue was the queen of Cabal. And when attention was brought one day to Sue the queen, of intense hunger in a distant land, she embraced the spirit of the Skylark. So far as our vision can take us, we will help all in its path. And she sent food and supplies, and the people in this faraway land healed. When attention was brought to Cain, the king, of that same famine, his response was quite different. Well, how far is it? Quite far, his counsel advised. Then they'll have to fend for themselves. We have enough problems of our own here, the king responded. Another incident. Some years later, a sickness was spreading all over the nation. The queen responded by moving out of her castle and living amongst her people in Kabul. We shall take care of one another, for we are all only as healthy as our sickest members. As you can imagine, the king acted quite differently. When that same sickness wrecked his beloved Kanawha, Cain's response was to lock himself up inside the safety of his concrete mansion while his people suffered. Some more years later, armies invaded from a distant dictatorship in the south. The queen was ready. Her people were healthy and loyal and loving and willing to stand up for her and for all of Kabul. As a result, the invading armies were sent away, defeated. But when that same army invaded the land of Kanawha, they found Cain's land to be easy pickings. Cain the king's people were ill, distrustful of their land's leadership, and prone to weakness as a result. Kanawha fell. Now Cain escaped and eventually found his way back to his old friend, now queen, Sue. By this time they were quite old, both of them. They conversed the good old days when they were both kids. They played games, although now board games went out over running through the woods, a favorite playtime of their long-ago past. They prayed together, as before. They read fables and poetry. When they talked of the present, though, Cain challenged Sue. How is it you are so comfortable and happy, surrounded by people who love and support you? And I had to flee my land like a coward. Sue knew the answer. You probably do too, listeners. She said, that's easy. I always put all of my people on equal footing, while you always looked out for yourself. I followed the Skylark, who sees all as the same. You mimicked the Water Rat, who is selfish greedy. Still, Queen Sue took care, good care, of Cain. Her long-ago friend and dejected leader took care of him as she would for anyone, anywhere. And the two grew old together inside those Cabal castle walls. 
and when the time came they passed on. To dust they returned, and they blew in the wind of the next generation, a people that would likely grow to make many, though hopefully fewer, of the same mistakes of their predecessors. So it is always, for as we learn, if we learn, from the mistakes of our past, we naturally become less likely to repeat them. That's why we study history, isn't it? That is the tale of the Skylark and the Water Rat, from the imaginations and writings of Edward Hale 150 years ago to this podcast today. May there be lessons in it that inform how you treat others. That's all for this week, listeners. Though we'll be back soon with poetry and kids' superheroes, wrestlers, dragons, and so much more. In the meantime, be good to each other. Have a wild and wonderful and weird and creative and imaginative and fun week. Be helpers. Build bridges. Thanks for listening. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might blast you into outer space. Like Cletus Cavalier and the Kid Space Force, returning soon. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.